today on Marital Monkey Mania. Marriage and family therapist, Dr. Corey Allen, also the founder of Sexy Marriage Radio, coming right up on Marital Monkey Mania. This is John, a.k.a. The Blind Fury. And this is Tanya, a.k.a. Wife of the Blind Fury. And we are your host for Marital Monkey Mania. He's a master certified coach. She's a certified relationship coach. And he's a master certified relationship coach. Marital Monkey would like to thank the Invisible Man Ministries. David was mentally and physically abused as a child. He felt no one could see him, so he would yell just to get attention. Then God gave David the gift of writing poetry. It was through this writing that God began to heal David's heart. This poetry can be found in one of David's many books. To see a listing of these books, go to MaritalMonkey.com, click on Sponsors, and there you will find the information. There, you will also find a link to his podcast, The Invisible Man Ministries, bringing healing through poetry. Welcome back to Marital Monkey Mania, and right now we're going to welcome our special guest. This guy is the founder of the Sexy Marriage Radio. He's been doing that running up on 10 years now, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that. He is also a marriage and family therapist and has his own practice down deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> so I am very excited to welcome in Dr. Corey Allen, <clears throat> PhD. <laughs> uh, that's redundant. If you do the doctor and the PhD, those are the same thing. So <laughs> I, I know, but I, I was just enjoying the moment because I've I never gotcha. introduced a PhD. So I had to enjoy it just for that moment. <laughs> okay. Well, I get you. Well, it's good to be here. <laughs> well, it's so good to have you. So tell us a little bit about Sexy Marriage Radio. What what started it and how you got started doing the podcast and how it's going now? Um, so what started it was uh, I had begun blogging uh, under a different title of Simple Marriage, which is an oxymoron, I realize, but <laughs> uh, it makes sense in my mind. Um, and it's a good way to get some conversations going. But I've been blogging for a couple different years at that point, trying to just build an audience, help couples before there's problems or they're experiencing serious problems. Um, and anytime I wrote on the topic of sex, uh, it was really well received. And <laughs> those were always the higher traffic, higher comment. And so I just got this thought of some, there needs to be some resources out there that talk about married sex in a value-based God honoring marriage honoring mm -hmm. way, uh, with health as the goal, with growth as the goal, not just a good time. Anything goes that the world often proposes. Right. So uh, I reached out at the time, I, you know, I'm married to a woman, to a CPA, been married to her for 28 years. And at the time she was like, ah, no way I'm behind the scenes. I help with the business, but you know, not in front of people, but behind helping you. And so I reached out to a colleague that I had run across um, years prior as a coach and she and I launched it. Uh, she was with me as a co-host for two years she needed to transition to do something else, uh, found another woman in the field that had extensive books on the subject uh, in the Christian arena, Shannon Etheridge. 
And so she was with me for four and a half years as co-host. She needed a transition to deal with just some life stages and changes and some personal and business things. And so now for the last three years, almost my wife has been my co-host. So there's been tremendous growth uh, for both of us on doing the show for ourselves too, on mm-hmm. just talking, just talking bluntly and honestly about what goes on behind closed doors. Um, she's now uh, my regular co-host and then we bring on guests and experts uh, mm-hmm. every so often to round out conversations and go areas that I'm not uh as expert in, uh, I want to, I want to get various views and voices on the show too, because good data helps people, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool to co-host a show with your wife, isn't it? Uh, it is now (laughs) (laughs) first, the first year having already done it for six years, six and a half years, it was not as comfortable because she was invading my territory. Uh Oh, um, and so it was just, it took a while for us to kind of get our voice and, and how to have an on-air personality and let our life shine through some, but still not be, not have it be about us, but to have it be about the nation, which is listeners that we want to help people uh, where they are and, and help them get better. And then you also have a family practice. And after we learn a little bit about that, we're going to get into some of the topics that you've brought up that you and I had an initial conversation and you said something that I have actually said on this show and I want to definitely touch on that, but tell us a little bit about your practice and what caused you to get into marriage and family therapy. I find it interesting. Well, so I've been in private practice uh, since 2002, um, graduated with a PhD in 06. Uh, this is something that runs in the family. I was raised uh, by a family that's a father that's in sociology and psychology. I have a sister that's a social worker um, and a mom that's crazy. That's kind of the joke that we say. Um, but it's, it's something I knew I was raised in systems all the way through in the way my dad talked and, and interacted and everything. So I kind of knew, uh, I headed into the ministry initially, and I knew I would eventually head into the field as a therapist, some, in some way, shape or form and family therapy is what I love, uh, more particularly marriage therapy is what I love is mm-hmm. dealing with the couple as a whole and as a unit, cause it's, it's, it's a system in and of itself. And there's nothing else like it. Parenting is a close second, but mm-hmm. there's nothing else like the tension and the drama and the pleasure <laughs> and the fun and the pain and the turmoil and the grief and the tragedy and the terroristic tendencies we all have that happen in marriage. I love, I love all of that stuff. Well, that's, that was a loaded answer. I'm not even going to start <laughs> picking that apart. <laughs> You Texans, man, you never know what we're going to get from you guys. Well, but if you've been married in length of time, you know, I'm speaking the truth. That's right. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So when we got, when we initially talked, you said something and then, and you said it on your website quite well, and I'm going to read this the best I can for a blind guy, (laughs) but you said marriage is more about becoming a better human than it is about the two people being happy. And when you keep things simple, you can experience more in marriage and in life. Let's break that down in two separate parts. I love the part about what marriage truly is about, but I also want you to talk about keeping it simple and what that means. Okay. So so tell everybody what you mean by the, it's not necessarily a happiness. Isn't your primary goal here. It's about growing as a person. And isn't that what you're saying? Absolutely, because I I believe one of the things that has really harmed a majority of marriages is I'm no longer happy. Yep. And 
I think that's more of a state of our being statement than the state of our relationship statement, mm-hmm. because I think happiness nowhere, if you have a biblical framework, is happiness talked about as a promise. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just not there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think God cares more about our character, our integrity <laughs> and our wisdom development than he does about us having a good time while here on Earth. And so. Um, I think what are the, what would want to be what would be one of the best ways and mechanisms to have people develop into better people? Well, put them in a mar- in a relationship that they love and hate. Yeah, right. Because right. it's just it's re- you can't hide who you are in marriage. Um, your spouse knows, sees you at your best and at your worst. Um, you know, the joke I always have is when we meet and fall in love with somebody, we've met their marketing department and they ours. <laughs> And then when you go into that relationship, any length of time, you start to meet the back office. Yeah. And you meet who they really are. And so it's just, that's an exposing of ourselves. And if I can view it right, I can do better and I can grow. And I can see that my spouse challenges me to be better, not just for their own enjoyment, <laughs> but, yeah. but, but because it's hard to live with the worst in us at times. Yeah. And I don't like the worst in me at times. And so I think if I can view marriage as this is not about happiness, happiness is something we may find along the way, but happiness is always found in pursuit of something else. Yeah. Meaningful. It's not an end and of itself. Yeah. Well, three things came to me. I don't know if I can remember them all off the top of my head, but, you know, I always think about Proverbs 27, 17, talking about this very thing. Iron sharpens iron yep. as one man sharpens another. Well, that's marriage. Um, it Bible clearly says it's not good for man to be alone. Two are better than one. But what is marriage truly? If you do it God's way, what truly is marriage? Selflessness, humbleness, putting right. someone else first, not you, and looking out for the interest of the other person before your own. Now, if you can't do that, there's a lot of room to grow as a person, which is exactly what you just talked about, right? Right, right. but Jeff, I think you have to add another little tweak to that caveat. Of, tweak it, let's go. Because the idea <laughs> of if I'm going to practice selflessness, that's presupposing there is a self to give of. Sure. And so this is the development of myself, because I think sometimes we go to extremes as humans, right? It's that yep. idea of it's all about me. Or it's all about somebody else and I'm just a doormat. And no, it's that's right. How do I find that spot in the middle where there's harmony? Of I love that happening. Yep. Well, and it, that's the way it happens if your spouse acts in the same way. Right. If you're putting your others, if you're putting your partner first, then there is a middle ground because right. you both get to give and take without too much selfishness involved because the other one wants to give, you want to give. Well, let's meet in the middle and do right. its best. Right. Oh, and then there was something else that you said, but of course I've done forgotten it. So let's, <laughs> I <laughs> no told problem. you that was, I get on these little rabbit trails yep. and then I have a hard time getting back. Um, so the growth thing is powerful. Then you talked about, keep it simple. Right. Explain that because I'm telling you right now, before you get into this, that is my mindset. I just go simple. Now yeah. tell me what you mean by well, keeping it simple. So this is predicated on the idea that what if that marriage actually is designed for something else? What if there's something else going on? And if I can reframe that, that simplifies things because there's some fundamental life forces at play 
that we cannot change. I mean, mm-hmm. the uh, most obvious one, obviously, with science is gravity. Doesn't matter what I want to do, I cannot change gravity. <laughs> Wind is the same thing. I cannot change it. And so too often we complicate things by going outside and yelling at the wind <laughs> as if it would change something rather than, no, it won't. And so the more I can recognize there are forces at play, how do I harness those suckers? That simplifies it. Mm-hmm. The other aspect of it is when I can keep my life more simple, and in my case, it's more minimalistic. Um, I don't, I own things. It's a few things and I want them to be good things, but I don't need a ton of things because the more you own, the more it owns you mm-hmm. is, is a truism. <laughs> it just yeah. is yeah. always there. But it's, it's so the more I can just keep it simplified with the way I go about life, the more the important can remain important. Mm-hmm because I've got more margin in my life. And so a lot of it becomes just how am I conducting all of my life rather than I'm aspiring for whatever the next greatest thing could be. Cause that always changes. Yeah. And if I believe what the world puts out, you know, life would just be better if I got a good Honda and no, not necessarily. Cause they're <laughs> going to have another good one come out too. Yeah. And, and so it's just, how do I just keep it as, as succinct and simple as possible? I think that just helps us keep what's important, important and not get overrun by the immediate. Are you saying to be content? Well, I think that's something we have to learn. I don't think that's part of our DNA is contentment, yeah. right? I Good. think it's a learned thing and that fits right in easily with character and wisdom mm-hmm. development. Well, Paul talked about in Philippians 4, being content. He yep. said he's, he's had it all and he's had nothing. And in all things, he's learned how to be content because... I can yeah. do all things through Christ. And the context of that was contentment. Right. So that's because yeah, he had set up the idea of mm-hmm. I've had everything. I've not, a, I've had nothing. Same right. thing with Solomon, right? Of the, yeah. I've had everything and I've had nothing and it all boils down to nothing. Yeah. Uh, but it's still just, it's my perspective of how I view what's going on yep. and being content with what I've got, knowing Today's got enough troubles of it. I mean, you can, you can apply all kinds of scriptures yeah, exactly. to any kind of points you want to make a lot of times. So si- they all sit, fit seamlessly typically. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so many tie-ins. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I teach from scripture, I mean, I've been on two verses for like four to six weeks now, right? Because there's just so much to unpack when you start digging down. But so are you able to, Mr. Therapist, <laughs> let's reverse that. You talked about keeping it simple, but tell us what not keeping it simple is and the complications that can actually cause within your marriage. Um, well, How's that for a loaded question? No. So a lot of times what you're describing then is this idea that when I complicate things, there's usually a motivation underneath it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's because I don't want to deal with whatever it is that might be going on, which simple doesn't mean easy. And that's probably a good way to begin this dialogue on this segment, at least, is I need to recognize that I cannot change my spouse as much as I want to. I could change spouses, but I cannot (laughs) change my spouse. So when I can come to grips with that fact, maybe I start to address how I go about it. And the, the phraseology I use is I cannot, all I can do is present something I believe is worth wanting and answer honestly the question of what I want to be married to me, because that'll give me good data to realize here is how I am getting in my own way and yet sophisticatedly blaming my spouse. And so if I can see it through this lens of 
okay, if I just stay, we focus on this, we add this component, we get, we, we go get this next grain where this is the next, you know, where I'm complicating life. I'm, I'm avoiding the issues mm-hmm. a lot of times. And that sometimes is my motivation. It's just a whole lot easier to not to do all this and stay busy rather than fight. But what if fights are actually a good thing if I do them well? Yeah. And I confront well and I deal, you know, I kind of stay in my own sphere better rather than I'm yelling at the wind, which is I need my spouse to change their ways because it would just make it more comfortable for me. But in reality, no, it wouldn't in the mm-hmm. long run. One, one thing that came to mind earlier, and this is one of my points, and I think you kind of touched on it even right there is when I am dealing with something, I have tried to get into a habit of saying, hey, God, what are you trying to teach me in this right now? Okay. And I have to sit back and just kind of pray and just let God talk, you know, and just expose maybe some of my weaknesses. And he's done that. And that's never really easy, but it's exactly what you said at the very top growth, right? Growth. And it makes me a better man, not just for my wife, but for the people around me as well. Right. No. And that's because that's, I think the whole process of marriage that we're talking about here, right? It's the idea of there's something else going on. The when we got married, the story didn't end. Right. Right. It's, it's just beginning. That's right. Yeah. And you can even add a component of when you hit gridlock and you hit this point where maybe I married the wrong person. That's when marriage really begins (laughs) or (laughs) when, when you get to this point of, I, I can never get them to give in on this. Well, that's when marriage is beginning. So there's so <laughs> many points of this, this whole process is going on that it, it really just comes down to how am I viewing it? Mm-hmm. Well, right now we're talking to Dr. Corey Allen out of Texas. Corey, why don't you tell them, I call you Corey because that's, that's just a friendship thing. <laughs> no problem. That's, that's the way I call myself too. So. Okay, good. <laughs> why don't you tell everybody your website before we move on and how to get a hold of you? So the easiest way to find me is one location, and that's at smrnation.com. That is the housing of everything that I do with the podcast, the coaching, the therapy, the books, the courses, everything is all right there. Definitely check that out. It is a loaded bunch of information he presents. And I'm telling you what, the podcast is really good. I, I enjoyed what I've heard of it so far. And I'm not a podcaster as far as listening very much because when I'm working, it'd be a great time to listen to it, except I have a screen reader and it's, I'm a man, <laughs> two voices at once. Uh, this doesn't work. <laughs> now, and going back to your, I, I don't know if you would call this your common core, but you listed five points on your right. site. And, and if you could touch on those, you know, we have about another 10 minutes. So I would like for you to touch on those because I find it interesting. Like your first one, your first, I guess you could say goal is to help people grow deeper spiritually. Right. How about the importance of that, especially in marriage? Well, this is, this is that idea of we are not the end all be all, whether that spiritual component is uh, attributed to God or just something beyond us. I think most everybody has a fundamental belief that we're not the center of the universe, Mm -hmm. despite what we'd like to think. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I think if I can recognize an interconnectedness with things other than myself, in my case, and in your case, and in probably a majority of your audience's case, it's a, it's a God, it's God, mm. right? It, it's, yes. it's the one true God. Uh, so I think that there's an element if when I can see it as such that 
this is not just about me. This is about being a part of something bigger. It changes the whole paradigm of, of what's going on. Because I think we also realize that the times where I've had the most struggle in my life have been the times where I was the center of it mm-hmm. and it didn't fulfill and it didn't last. And it didn't, what, what have you, when I can see it as, wait, what if this is something bigger going mm-hmm. on? I think that settles us where I feel like I've got a perspective and I fit in something larger than myself. And I think that's what we all want as, as our, as a human. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think that when you try to fulfill yourself on the fleshly realm, it's always going to end up empty. Absolutely. Well, everything that the world has to offer ultimately will not satisfy. Mm-hmm. Trying to fulfill a spiritual need with a yep. fleshly resolution doesn't work. Yep. Right. So I think, it, I think it's imperative that we recognize there's something deeper going on. And so how am I yeah. growing in that area? So we talked about your number two point, keeping it simple. So let's yep. move on to number three. Be passionate. I love that one. I do too. Um, And this is just that idea of, I think too often we keep this mindset that something other than me will bring me passion rather than how am I bringing passion to whatever I'm doing? And that's, that's, you know, to quote Mike Rowe with the dirty jobs that that's one of the things he discovered was the idea of, you know, a lot of what we do in life, maybe it doesn't produce passion, but I can bring a passion to it. Mm -hmm. And that's good. One of the things we've done in my family is I was raised in a household that I was the one that unloaded the dishwasher as a kid. And I hated it. Anytime I'd see that light on, I hated it. (laughs) So now that I have kids, guess who unloads the dishwasher? I don't know. How many guesses do I get? (laughs) Well, but what we do is we try to make it a game. We try to have fun with it. And my yeah. passion is having fun with what I do in life. That's so, right. Even just the other day, I came walking into the kitchen and my wife had a timer running and she and our son, who's 14, uh, were unloading the dishwasher as fast as they could, trying to break our record of how fast can we do it without breaking anything. <laughs> I jumped in to help. And so it's just, how can I make some of the different things we do fun? That's passion to me. I love that. And I'm telling you, if if my wife was with us at this very second, she would tell you that's my personality. I mean, I was at the doctor last week. I was getting COVID tested. I was getting tested for pneumonia and I was just having a ball. Mm -hmm. And it's just the way I think if you it's like with the blindness and it says this in my book, I could get out of bed every morning, throw myself on the floor, kick, scream, whine, moan, groan, complain, question God. And I get up and I'm still legally yep. blind. Yep. What's the point? Yep. That's why the book's called Stop Your Whining. Yep. Instead, I get out going, God, how can I glorify you today, even through the vision issues? Yep. And I just have fun with it. Crack on my vision. I love it. Let's have fun with it. When I used to, I used to be a single dad of three kids. Yep. We'd go to the grocery store and everybody that probably has never heard the story may have just moaned like, oh my gosh, a single dad <laughs> taking three kids to the grocery I did exactly what you said. We made right. it fun. I made it, hey guys, you get to do this and you get to pick out this and help me pick out this. And you know what? I never had a single issue. Right. And it was always fun. They looked forward to that trip to the grocery store. Yeah. So you can do it. You can unload in the dishwasher. Thanks. Cause I think I still have to do that when we're done here. Well, you know what? <laughs> 
It's the same kind of thing. I can see that light on and moan and groan and complain. And when I'm done complaining, I still have that light on and the dishes are clean and need to be put away. Yeah. So number four, live in community with others. Absolutely. We are relational beings at our core. Yeah. Uh, but yet we still fight that fundamental force of, I want to be the master of my, my own faith and not <laughs> subject myself to anybody else's tyranny. So this is a truism <laughs> of what's going on in the world in which we live that I want to still have my own voice, but life is better with other people. And so yes. marriage is one of those, but beyond that, my community is even is important mm -hmm. too. whether it's God's community of faith and believers, whether it's neighbors, whether it's family members, whether it's coworkers, I think it all, it applies to all. We need a lot of circles mm -hmm. to have a fulfilled life. I, I love, in, of course, this is a marriage show, and I love in Genesis where it says it's not good for man to be alone. And I think it's creative how God does things. The word alone, listen, you're going to love this. It is not good for man to be alone. The word alone in Hebrew is bad. B-A-D. That <laughs> okay. is the Hebrew word for alone. It's okay. bad. There's a little trivia bring that up as a riddle, message your pastor up, whatever you can do. I just love that. I think that's pretty awesome. Fifth point before I get off and have way too much fun. And I'm doing exactly your fifth point right now. Enjoy the ride. Right. Right. Because that's the idea of how, what are we really in control of? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I can, I can think of it as I am a lot more influential on the things that happen in my life or I'm not. And I mean, your journey obviously is a great testament to this, uh, what the world has gone through and is going through now with COVID mm -hmm. and a pandemic. How much do we really control in yep. this world, right? We like to think we control a lot, but in reality, we don't. It's a collaboration at best with our fellow humans. Uh, but then there's also forces at work that, okay, how do I stare it in the eye and realize I don't have control over what happens, but I have, con I have control and responsibility of how I approach what happens and respond to it. That's right. And, and again, that was kind of in the book and the whole point, because, you know, I wrote the book after becoming legally blind and then after becoming a widower. Right. And so what do you do? You know, those things exactly like, exactly like you said, were 100% out of my control. Right. So you just have to do the best you can, put your feet on the ground, move forward. And the more you look backwards, the more you're going to get a crick in your neck and probably run into a wall. So keep your eyes straight ahead. And I think these five points are really good, especially for marriage. You know, enjoy the ride. Be passionate. What if, Corey, what if spouses would direct their passion toward their spouse? Wouldn't you think there'd be a lot less issues in marriage? I mean, you're still going to have some. Sure. But if you would focus on your spouse and pursue them, which is actually in Genesis, it tells us to pursue our spouse when it says right. cleave to your wife, study it. It's in there. The Greek, I'm, I'm sorry, the Hebrew, all of these things that you mentioned, keep it simple, be passionate, enjoy the ride, community, all of that stuff. What if we just applied those simple things, those five simple things, spiritual growth? My go-to verse is Hebrews 13, four marriage is to be held above all. Right. And I love that verse, especially when you study it. Marriage is to be respected, honored, treasured, and valued above all. It's what yeah. it says. It's the only way to put it. I love that verse. It's pretty powerful. So that's good. Well, once you tell them one more time how to find you. 
So it's at smrnation.com is is my online home and where everything I do lands there. Fantastic. It's a great podcast. You guys will get a lot out of it. Make sure to go check it out. Dr. Corey Allen, thank you so much for joining us. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Thanks, man. This has been fun. Marital Monkey would like to thank the Sicilian Bank, where the loans are as diverse as their customers. Based in Hardin County, Kentucky, the Sicilian Bank is your hometown connection with a touch of personal class. Large enough to cover all of your banking needs and small enough to know you by name and not by number. The Sicilian Bank, treating you like you are somebody. Give them a call at 270-982-4TCB at their website, www.thesicilianbank.com. Thank you to The Sicilian Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender. NMLS number 409707. Thank you, everybody, for listening on this beautiful Thursday. We hope you enjoyed Dr. Corey Allen. We thank him for joining us. Remember, my wife and I are both certified relationship coaches. I am a master certified relationship coach. So if you guys are looking for any additional help, please get a hold of us. We'll work with you. We want to help. And we just have a passion for this. So get a hold of us. 833-8-JUNGLE or www.maritalmucky.com. Have a great Thursday, everybody. 